Welcome to the Motivation Without the Hype podcast with your host, Jez Perez. He's an author, high-performance coach, and motivational speaker. This show brings you inspiring messages and interviews to unleash your greatness in life and in business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Motivation Without the High podcast show. My name is Jez Prez, a former procrastinator into an action taker. We bring you inspirational messages and interviews, including motivational insights, tips, principles, and proven strategies that you can take action without the hype in unleashing your greatness in life and in business. Now, we appreciate you plugging in and spending time with us, and we have a very special guest, and I'm super grateful to have her on our show. Her name is Emily Kaufman, is the fastest growing advocate for athlete wellness in life after sport. She is a former NCAA Division I, guys take note, NCAA Division I athlete at the University of Oklahoma in rowing. Now, she is the creator of the Top 1% Health and Fitness Podcast, Live Your Personal Best, which has over a quarter of a million downloads and best-selling author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. Her research and focus on the health of athletes after they've leave the field has led her to become one of the leading experts for athletes to learn how to live a healthy life, enjoying a workout, and finding their love of sport. Emily, welcome to the show. Quite the introduction. Thank you so much, Jess. Oh, you're amazing. And uh, so please just tell us about yourself and what you do. Yeah, so kind of as you talked about there, you know, I'm a former Division One athlete. So if you don't know what that is, you know, in Australia, I know it's a little different, but I was paid to go to college in order to compete in my sport. And then after college, you know, I was continuing on. I was an elite level athlete. I thought, you know, I was going all the way. I was going to go to the Olympics. And then when that didn't happen you know, it's this big transition that I realized not a lot of people talk about. Like, how do you go from competing at the highest level possible to then, okay, I'm just going to start going to the gym or like, what do I train for now? What do goals look like? And so throughout this transition, you know, I wanted to start helping other people that are athletes like me or everyday athletes. And so I have my podcast now, Live Your Personal Best, also an author, just trying to, you know, have more conversations to normalize this life after sport. In terms of getting started as an athlete, how did you get started? Like, how did the passion start to go into rowing? You know, most traditional sports when it comes to NCAAs, you know, your basketball, you know, those traditional sports. However, why why rowing? Yeah, so I think that it was kind of chosen for me. So I am not a very <laughs> athletic looking person. I am five feet tall, really small. And so, you know, I did try to go out for those bigger sports. I tried out for my volleyball team. I wanted, you know, wow. to be a competitive athlete, but you know, my height was kind of always holding me back. And so then when I was in high school, I actually got a surgery done on my knee and I ended up in a wheelchair for about six months. And I was still determined though. I was like, I want to be an athlete. What wow. can I do while wheelchair bound? And there's a position in rowing called the coxswain. And so instead of actually rowing and having an oar, you sit at the back of the boat and you have a microphone and I'm more like instructing them, coaching them. Oh, I'm wow. steering the boat. That's so cool. Yeah. And this ended up being probably the one and only sport that I could do. And so I had done it for a few years. And actually, while I was taking my officials to try to determine what college to go to, I was still in a wheelchair. Like I still wasn't like a fully functioning as you would like picture 
an athlete to be. Um, but that's what I think was really cool about rowing. And so that's how I kind of always say like it chose me because I don't think there's many other sports that I could be good at coming in late, being my size, um, but end up working really well. That's amazing. And with all the accolades that you've achieved, you're also an author. And in your book, you talk about being an everyday athlete. What does that mean and why is it important? Yeah, so I came up with this term everyday athlete because when I stopped, you know, trying to level up, as you just said, as I stopped trying to reach this next goal in my rowing career, it was like, well, mm. what now? And so once I graduated and I stopped rowing, I completely took time off from the gym. I didn't join a gym. I spent the next year, I barely worked out, didn't look at what I was eating, didn't care about it. And because in my head, I was like, that's no longer my job to do that. It's no longer a goal that I have to do that. But I realized I wasn't serving myself. I wasn't my happiest self. I wasn't, you know, showing up fully. I wasn't, you know, starting my days off real excited. I was just kind of like gloomy. And I realized, you know, it was that gym and it was the exercise that I really needed to fuel myself. And so I started going to these group fitness classes and they were so fun. And I realized that was the part that I was missing. You know, I struggled to go to the gym because I'd show up and I'd be like, well, do I want to get stronger? Am I doing cardio? Like, what am I doing? But when I approached it then to like having fun, I was like, okay, this is something that I can do and I can socialize. Like I was meeting friends there. I was like showing up and then we'd go out for drinks after or go out for brunch. And when I realized it could just be an activity or it could just be a hobby, that really changed my mindset around it because it had always been, you know, exercise is something that I put my worth into and how well can I perform? But switching that, to now I'm an everyday athlete. I'm not really training for anything. And it took me a while to accept that that was okay. But that's now why I have the you know, title of it, Everyday Athlete, because I think that there's a spot where a lot of people can fit into that. Going through that entire process as well really attaches to, you know, that motivation and inspiration. Can you just share, you know, what really prevents people from actually staying motivated and keep consistent every single yeah, time? Yeah, I think, you know, as beginners, we have a really big expectations for ourselves that we should be good at something right away. Or, you know, even for me, I wasn't a beginner at working out, but I was trying something new. And so what prevents a lot of people is, okay, well, I used to be number one in my division. I used to be number one on my team. I used to be number one in this other thing. And so then when you're starting over again and you're at the bottom of the totem bolt, like it's tough. It's tough to learn new skills and it's tough to, you know, go out there and be vulnerable of like, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm messing this up. But that's what it takes in order to, you know, start being consistent and to start having motivation. Like it's not going to be fun right away. It's not going to be easy right away. But if you stick to it and have, you know, a realistic expectation, right? Of Okay, maybe the first try is not going to be the best. Maybe the first run that I go for, you know, I'm not going to go as long as I want. Or the first job interview is not going to be for your dream job. But if you can approach it as it's fine to be a beginner in this, then I think that your motivation will be a lot more level set of, okay, like this is just part of the process. I'm enjoying it. As long as you're enjoying it, then you'll keep doing it. I think it's really important enjoying the process because not many people do. It's like they go through a journey. Uh, with it, And I love how you said about everyday athlete, right? Because we're, we're working towards it. And, uh, you know, sometimes it may not be a priority for them. So how do they shift the priorities into into fitness? Because, you know, you're an advocate for fitness as well and well-being. 
How important is your health? Yeah, so I love that because you kind of talked about prioritizing fitness, but then how important is your health? And so I think that those two, a lot yeah. of times we put together, right? And the thing is with our health, there's so much that goes into it. And so for my background, you know, being an athlete, I only prioritize working out. I only prioritize my fitness and I had to fit it in twice a day, every single day. And so now that I'm on my own, you know, and I can have a more like holistic view of it, I can, you know, be more well-rounded. I realize, you know, every day it's not like I have to check off on my box. Like I went to the gym, but it's like, what are the baby steps maybe that surround fitness? Like, are you fueling right? Are you sleeping right? All these things that come into it. And so first of all, you know, that's the thing of knowing that your health is more than just your fitness. But then in terms of prioritizing it too, I think that's where it goes back to, you know, sometimes there is a goal. And when you have a goal, you have a very clear plan of, okay, it's going to take three times per week to get here, or I'm going to be measuring X, Y, Z. But for someone who, you know, is an everyday athlete, I think that it has to be something that more just fits in with your lifestyle. Like you're not trying to make a huge lifestyle change that, you know, now you can no longer go out with friends. Now you can no longer, you know, cook with the family, like you're eating something separate. This is something that should fit into your life. And so it should be these little changes that, you know, if you have it, half hour here or there. If you're someone that doesn't have three hours on the weekend, well, maybe you shouldn't train for a marathon, (laughs) right? Like those are the things. And so I think just asking yourself out front before you start, like, is this a goal that I'm working towards or is this just something that I'm trying to fit into my life for the long run? I think that's really important to have a goal that's in front of them because a lot of people tend to go to the gym or, you know, wanting to, you know, feel good, look good uh, from the inside out. And we talk about you know, having routines and building great habits. But but for someone who wants to aspire to become an athlete or wants to become the better version of themselves, what are the steps they need to take to get started? Yeah, so to get started, I think, you know, as we said, you're going to be a beginner at the beginning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're going to be bad at it. (laughs) And I think that you just can't be afraid to try a lot of different things. Like when we are a beginner and we make a goal, our expectations are very far off from maybe what we'll do. Maybe at the day one, you go, I'm going to go three times per week. And then you start going and like two (laughs) weeks in, you're like, wow, I can't do that. Or maybe I want to go more or want to go less. So I think that when you're starting, you know, you can be shifting all the time. So don't, you know, start out by saying, oh, I see Jez and Jez does this. That's going to fit in for me too. Or you know, at day one, this is my goal. And actually, it's going to take an extra three months to get there. Like, that's okay. It's okay to change as you go along. And I think that sometimes, you know, when we go along, and maybe it's not happening as fast, maybe we're not seeing results as fast as we want, then we just automatically categorize that as failure. I'm not getting there, then that's a failure. Well, no, if, if you look back and you're doing more than you used to do, that's not a failure. You're getting there. You just have to change what the goal is. And so I think that as long as you can stay away from, you know, this all or nothing mindset of like failure or success, then you're going to get there eventually. I love how you put that mind frame about failure because it's not really failure. It's all about shifting and changing and tweaking it at the same time. The good thing is that you're actually giving it a shot. The good thing is actually you're you're putting yourself in position where 
you know, you're making things on and you're actually getting, you're taking action around it. Now, there's a lot of people who go through this process. And like you said, you know, they do this for two weeks and then, like, ah, you know, they want to give up. And sometimes they might feel a bit of overwhelm or feel a bit of burnout and stress. What are the things that are the antidote that you can suggest that to overcome these type of challenges that they have? Yeah, I think that things like burnout and overwhelm happen when we are so concerned about what we're doing more than just actually doing it or you know, we're getting mm, too far yeah. into the weeds. Like I have some people that will come up to me. They're like, well, Emily, like what should be my mix of leg day versus arm day or of weightlifting versus cardio and like all of this. And it's like, oh, well, like how often are you going to the gym? And they're like, oh, well, I just joined last week or, you know, like, oh, I'm like just getting back into it. I'm trying to start a plan. And it's like, well, you know, our health guidelines here, it's, you know, our health recommends that we get 60 minutes of cardio three times a week. Like that's like the bare minimum that like yeah. everyone suggests. And a great amount of people don't even get that. And so it's like, if you're not doing anything, like something is better. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. We always like box ourselves into this perfect. Like, okay, what's gonna be the best for me? And it doesn't have to be the best. Like you don't have to go from takeout food to then meal prepping every single meal. Like there is so much gray <laughs> matter in between. <laughs> And so overwhelm yeah. happens when we think that we have to just be on the opposite end of the scale, completely different from what you're already doing. Like, I promise that what you're already doing isn't like 100% bad or you're not like, you know, so far deep that you like <laughs> yeah. can't be saved, right? Like you're doing things just fine as you are. So slow it down and just be like, what can I do with what I have? And then you'll make progress over time. I know that's, that's powerful. Progress over time. You've created a podcast, which is, is which is amazing, guys. So those who are listening and watching on the um, podcast, you got to check out her podcast show as well. Can you just share a bit of that vision? How did it come about? And why do you do what you do at Live Your Personal Best? Yeah, so Live Your Personal Best started because, you know, my background as an athlete, as like I've lived and breathed the gym. I know how to create routines. <laughs> like I know how to do all this stuff. Yeah. I'm going to share this with beginners. I thought that my podcast, people were going to be listening who had never gone to the gym before. And we're like, oh yeah, I'm just starting off. But as I started and as I progressed, you know, I've been doing it for over two years now. I realized that the people coming for fitness motivation and fitness advice were the ones that already knew what to do. They just didn't know how to actually apply it. It was the ones that knew like how much working out they were supposed to do. And they knew what was healthy for them and not healthy. Like they didn't need those things taught to them, but they needed a boost of confidence that it is possible for them too. Or they needed that boost of confidence of this is easier than you think. And it's not as tough as you're making it out to yeah. be. And so live your personal best. You know, it's not very much a motive or educational podcast. Like I'm not coming out and being like, this is the meal plan. This is the workout plan. <laughs> but it's just that boost to confidence <laughs> of hearing someone else go through it. Because I think a lot of times with this too, yeah. it's a topic that we don't talk a lot about. Like if you go to your friends, oh, I'm having a really tough time going to the gym this morning. And they're like, oh yeah, me too. I slept in, <laughs> right? Like no one in your life is really, you know, giving you that boost you need or like helping you get there. And so I think just by hearing that other people go through it and what is actually normal and what you see online, like isn't, you know, you have to follow a strict regimen. I think that it's just that in between. And so that's how Live Your Personal Best came to be. I think that's powerful as well. Like sharing stories, being authentic. And I think that's why people resonate with you and your podcast, which 
is awesome. And I love the title as well. It's just so catchy. Live your personal best, which is, you know, you want to be at your best. And sometimes, yeah, you do need those uh, war stories. You do need those, hey, it's okay to be human, right? And you unpack that thing, and which is fantastic. I love it. I love it. So I ask this question to every guest that's on the show. And it is, what is your meaning of motivation without the hype? And how do you use motivation for your personal success? Yeah, so for me, motivation without the hype is how to stay motivated when, you know, that shininess wears off, when it's no longer easy and it's no longer (laughs) fun. Like you still have motivation inside of you to get that done. Mm. Um, So that was the first part of your question. What was the second part? How do you use motivation for your personal success? Oh, yeah, for me, I use motivation all the time. I don't know exactly how you believe in motivation, but I've believe that it's something that you can create more of. It's not there or it's not because motivation is just energy. The more energy you have around something, the more energy you have towards it, the more you're going to want to do it. And so I fully believe that if you feel unmotivated, the more that you focus on your energy, what's draining your energy, what gives you energy, you can cultivate more of it. And so you know, am I motivated all the time? No, you you can't rely on it 100% of the time. But I definitely, you know, take track of things as I do it in my routine. I ask myself and check in, like, is this something that is draining me? And is this something that is giving me energy? Because we all have to do things that are a little bit of both, but making sure that I have the correct balance, so that way I stay energized. I love how you put that into perspective about balance. And you it's so good. I love it. Like, Focusing on energy, and that's really important. It's not just the the woo-woo type of things. It's really a decision. Like, you know, motivation is like an immersion. Like, you got to be bathed every day of it, right? It's like you take a shower every day. It's like that with motivation because sometimes we are not motivated. However, it's what gives us energy and gives us life. As cliche as people say, you know, you go back to your why, and that could also be your energy. It could be the passion. That could be your energy. But I love how you put that in perspective about focusing that energy that gives you that boost. Yeah, well, I love that you talk about motivation so much because I think that nowadays, like people talking about motivation is like, you don't need it. You don't need it. And it's like, well, (laughs) if you're never motivated to get a project done for months on end, why are you doing it? Like you should feel that motivation on some level at some point. It won't be all the time, but you should have that feeling deep in you. So, yeah, and it's exactly right. People say, oh, you know, motivation is just hype, right? But it's not. You can actually use that for inspiration and empowerment. It's that perspective and that thought process that go through it. And because you unpack that, it's like, yeah, focus on your energy. I think that's really important. Not many. That's why when you're motivated, you're full of life, you're full of zest. So for you, what gives you that energy? Can you just share with us? What gives you that oomph? Yeah. So I mean, this right here, talking with other people and sharing their stories and talking about my <laughs> stories. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't, right? Like I've had my podcast right? yeah. now for over two years, 150 episodes. I've probably been on another 50. Like uh, talking with other people Holy makes camole. it a lot more like concrete of like what we're doing, right? Because if I was just in my head all the time of like, okay, you know, like, I'm feeling good today or I'm not feeling good. And I don't know if anyone else feels this way. Right. But if you're sharing your experiences with others and you're talking through your emotions or, you know, you just reach out to one other person and you're able to help light them up for their day, that's what keeps me going. And so then the fact that I can, you know, have these conversations with you and other people are listening in, it's like, this is just, you know, perfect. (laughs) So this is something that lights me up because I think that, 
you know, if I stay too much in my own head, then once again, that's where I start to overthink and overwhelm. Yeah, and that's really important, like to be with people who are like-minded, have that same frequency of energy and just are forward thinkers, right? If you're with those type of people, you get energized yourself. It's like, yeah, he's pushing for greatness. I'm also going to do that thing as well. And it's just that people you're with. And I just can't believe that's an amazing achievement that you've done, like 150 episodes in two years. That That is that is awesome. So guys, you know, you really got to get in touch with Emily. Like, Emily, thank you so much. You've been an awesome guest on the show. So guys, for more information, how you get in touch with Emily, all the links are provided on the show notes. And don't forget to head over to her podcast show, Live Your Personal Best. Do like, follow, and put a review. It would be phenomenal. And it's going to change your life because you are going to live your personal best. Thank you so much. <laughs> love it. So if this episode has been helpful and uplifting, we would love for you to write a review to inspire more listeners to get plugged in. We will continue to provide high-value content in each and every episode. Now, if you don't mind sharing this podcast show on social media by inviting others, it would mean the world to me. Every time you tag me, we will get the opportunity to share those posts and together we can make a difference in the lives of others through inspiration episodes just like this. So there you have it. In closing, continue to unleash your greatness and tell yourself that I can, I will, and I must, and we'll see you on the next episode.